Howdy, and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. Trying something new started with howdy, because I feel like I always say the same two things when an episode starts. Um, to get some thoughts on that, I'm going to turn it over to uh, my good friends Nerd Bomber and Tactic. Hey, how's it going? I kind of liked the howdy. I think I usually start off with howdy, and I just find like it's a really good way. It feels warm, personable. You know what I mean? Seems very, very yeah. hey, y'all to me. Well, I'm, I'm saving hey, y'all. Like I, I want to start doing, with each episode, do a new salutation um, for each one. Because I feel like I always either say hello or good evening. Even though, and again, that's another problem, is that it's not always evening, which we've talked about. So um, I you went with howdy this week. like salutations around the world and just work through the list of them. Yeah, like getting a different, like konnichiwa and like, um, I don't know any others. I don't know any other languages. So I'll, I'll have to work on this. Ciao, ciao would be good, but they might also then, they might think I'm saying goodbye because isn't it the same as goodbye? Yeah. It's hello and goodbye. We don't want them to like um, turn it off right away because they think we're saying goodbye. Right. That could be a little confusing. Um, so yeah, howdy. Howdy to all our listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, we have a fantastic show packed with topics this week uh we're going to be talking about the playstation 5 which uh we talked about i think last week as well but there's uh even more news coming out now we have a release date confirmed or maybe not an actual date but like a window um we're going to talk about new york comic-con which happened uh during this past week and a lot of trailers came out uh and we're going to talk about um fortnite and epic games uh they're being sued which I feel like we talk a lot on this show about video game companies being sued or like getting into trouble. And uh, why stop now? So uh, let's start off though uh, with what I think might be the biggest topic, which is uh, this news about the PlayStation 5. So for those who have been curious, um, a lot of what we've talked about and a lot of what other people have talked about with regards to the PlayStation 5 is... um, vaporware we don't know when it's coming out we don't know how far along it is uh but we do know now because it's apparently going to be released for the holiday 2020 season so first things first does that put you guys in line for potential purchase like like are you you think at that point you're going to be thirsty for a new console experience i don't really get hyped for new consoles until i can actually see it i mean everyone's showing every article that i've read is showing like it's gonna like some image of what they think it's gonna look like space and, age yeah, yeah it's just like it's, don't even add those things to your articles in my opinion it's just it's it's nonsense and it's tough to get hyped about something that doesn't really have a real tangible thing to look at so i can't give you an answer on that yet i need to see it before so i can really believe it you're all about aesthetics here like like you're because like if you're asking me what i think it's going to look like i think it's probably going to look like a playstation 4 (laughs) like the playstation 4 and the playstation 3 look pretty much the same i think the ps5 is going to look very very similar i mean barring any major design features like a new controller or something i don't know if you're going to be getting anything much different so but but i'm not about aesthetics i I, want to correct you there it's more it's not tangible to me. It's like getting excited about Christmas before you see Santa's walking around. It's just so so. Okay, that no, I I get that, but then like okay, follow up question then. Uh, could be arguably off topic. When you get a gift card as a gift, does that bother you? Because that's not tangible. 
it seems lazy if I'm being honest, and and I don't mean to attack anyone that got me a gift card. I like I like uh, things that like have emotion to them and and are thought out. Gift cards are just like just throw me some cash. Tactic just alienated like half of the people who have given him gifts, um, and we're we're less than five minutes into the episode, so things are going great. Uh, Nerd bomber, what are your feelings with regards to? Um, console purchase playstation 5 everything we've heard about it um sounds like it could be great so i know for me personally i'm probably going to end up buying the console it's more a a matter of when um so when i'm looking back on like the the transition from last generation with the xbox 360 as my primary console to the current generation of consoles it took me like a solid year before I really committed and I bought an Xbox One. And part of that was because there weren't enough games that were exclusive to the new console. And I mean, with such a backlog, I mean, I have a backlog on the 360 still. I have a backlog on the Xbox One, the PS4, the Switch. So I'll probably end up waiting about a year to delve into the next console generation. And it also kind of helps because at least from what we saw going from last gen to this gen, there were a lot of games that kind of straddled the line and ended up on both generations of consoles. So you didn't really feel like you were missing out on too much. And there were a few early exclusives that I didn't obviously get get in with when they were super hyped up but there weren't that many early exclusives this gen and so far there's not too many for next gen i'd need to see a compelling game to make me buy it earlier than i think i will i can understand i mean i i know and granted i got to this generation ps4 versus xbox one like i got there very late and i do remember when making a pros cons list i remember talking to you about this extensively nerd bomber about like which console has the best exclusives like that's obviously a huge part of it and that's a huge draw for a new console is what is the big like big banner exclusive going to be or like what's the big new game like i remember for xbox 360 it was call of duty 2 people were freaking out about call of duty 2 it looked beautiful it promised so much and i remember like that was what you would play in the stores when you saw an xbox 360 and you were like i need this right now so it's a totally fair question. Um, uh, another fair question is where is uh, Xbox Scarlet going to come in relative to this? Are they also targeting a 2020 release? I would assume yes. Like these things tend to happen around the same time. But I would assume maybe- just from a competitive standpoint, they're probably going to want to release around the same time. And I think now that PlayStation has really put their mark in the sand for a release window, I, I want to say Microsoft will probably follow suit and try to match that release window. The interesting thing to me will be whether their hardware is ready. But I think from what we've seen in like E3 and just speculation, I think we all kind of knew that this gen was going to roll around sometime in holiday 2020. Now it's just confirmed for the most part. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Xbox Scarlet or whatever it ends up being called out there at the same time. Agreed. So this news about the PlayStation 5 release... um, coming actually it looks like today the day we recorded this or perhaps yesterday i'm not exactly sure but very recently um and it came in uh, a story from wired where the sony uh ceo was interviewed and, and you know kind of just to run down other things that were discussed um ray tracing is going to be possible on the ps5 through gpu acceleration um it's going to have a 4k uh blu-ray player um 100 gigabyte discs which is like crazy 
to me like i mean i don't know like i i just recently downloaded red dead redemption 2 um which needs multiple discs so i guess they're trying to cut that out but yeah, that'd be awesome how, how do you put 100 gigabytes on a disc i mean that's kind of an existential question and beyond the scope of this podcast but like pied piper i just don't know how it's that's all done. about um other things we've talked about in the past you know uh solid state drive was another thing that i think we talked about on a recent podcast we talked about playstation assist so a lot of new features are coming it's it could be a significant jump so can i ask you guys a question do you think that there are diminishing returns so to speak on you know going faster better graphics because and i and i granted they probably said this in the 90s when new consoles were coming out i just don't see how graphics are going to get any better after these ones I think there's definitely room to improve. And some of it is the fact that most people still haven't adopted 4K in terms of their television sets. I mean, I would say it's become popular in the marketplace and it's slowly starting to permeate into at least American households, but it's still not the norm to have people with 4K TVs. And even 4K content isn't super big out there yet. I think if you can have these consoles that natively support 4K without having to get a pro edition, there's a lot of room for graphical improvement. I mean, I was in, I want to say it was Best Buy a couple weeks ago, and they had, I, I don't remember what brand it was, but somebody has like an 8K television out there, and there is no content currently available for an 8K television, except for like their highlight reel that they played on the display model. And I have to tell you, it was probably the most incredible television display I've ever seen. Like I'm usually not one for like display resolution. I'm not, I don't get that crazy about it, but it was insane. It was super lifelike. You walked right up to the TV and it was like almost a weird optical illusion where it seemed like it shouldn't be a screen. Like I think there was an animal on the screen. It was like a cheetah or something. And it looked like it should be there in the room with me. So like to me, a kind of counterpoint, like, the reason that I held off for as long as I did on getting an Xbox one or a PS4 was that was this exact question that you're asking tactic, which is like, how much better can graphics get? It seems kind of silly now. Like when I was playing Xbox 360, I was like, this is as good as it gets, man. This is awesome. And like, obviously PS4, you know, the PS4 that I have, like it's better, but I don't own any 4k TVs. I don't know how much better that is. I have no sense of that. What I've seen in stores, to be honest, is like not that big a deal. But here's the other thing to consider. Right now, if you think about some of the games that are made, they're adding cartoony options. Like they're making the characters look less realistic because it's weird. Think about like Sonic the Hedgehog, for example. It looked too real, so people didn't like it. So that's the point we've reached from a visual architecture standpoint. See, I, I think what you're seeing too with things like the PS5, like a few of the things that I just ran through have nothing to do with graphics. Like they're focusing on load times. They're focusing on um, the player experience. Another thing I didn't mention is um, apparently uh, the controller is going to have haptic feedback, which again, nothing to do with graphics, just trying to enhance the experience in a different way. I would argue that we are, I, I think tapering off is something that will happen. Um are we exactly there yet? Probably not, but we're getting a lot closer. It's making the jobs of, of these companies way harder. 
I think the the stuff like the graphics enhancement and the processing power, especially the solid state drive, I think that'll really help in areas like virtual reality and stuff like that. Like if you think about the PSVR, even if you have the PSVR Pro, a lot of the games are dumbed down in terms of graphics. And even though they're still super immersive, it's not as lifelike as like walking around in real life. So I think as you'll get more powerful consoles and you'll start to integrate those VR experiences into the powerful consoles, I think then you're talking about more lifelike VR. So I think there's definitely room to grow from that aspect. So maybe not your traditional like sit down on the couch and grab a controller type games, but I think from a VR perspective, there's definitely a lot of room to grow. And I think they can really stand to benefit from the processing power and the graphics card power that the new consoles will be bringing. When we've seen, I I believe with E3, you know, a lot of the games we were talking about were designed for VR. Like VR seems to be where things are going. And like we both own the VR and like you already, you need a separate processing unit for it just because of how intensive it is. And like you said, the graphics are dumbed down because they have to be like, I think that is, that is one place where there's a lot more to be done, but I would also, yeah, I would agree with what you said, which is, I think it's a lot about processing power, you know, like it's, then it has nothing to do with what kind of TV you have. It has everything to do with how good the system is at doing things like ray tracing, which again is something that they they mention um, in the list of features that that are coming. So I don't know, like like for me, I, I mean, and Nerd Bomber, you also mentioned how large your backlog is. Mine is almost certainly not as large as yours, but like it's large enough where I don't feel a huge impetus to like go get a ps5 like contrarily i feel a much more interest in going to get a switch because a switch is just a totally different experience and that's what nintendo has going for it is like very rarely do they make a console that's just a console that you just you put it in front of your tv and you turn it on and you go like the switch is a is a completely different thing and and that has much more appeal to me than a slightly more graphically enhanced ps4 experience and I would so, argue that the Switch is probably going to cut into next generation sales. I mean, you're you're obviously going to have people who are going to buy the new consoles just because, because they can and because they want to. But right. the Switch came out at a weird time in the last year or so where it's kind of the end of this console generation and the beginning of the next. But it's doing something different enough where if you bought into the Switch, you don't necessarily feel compelled to have to upgrade if you have one of the other older systems because you have something that's fairly new and that has a lot of new features, even like the the Fit Ring. I mean, it's a new peripheral that is bringing something different to the table when it comes to console gameplay. So I think the Switch will probably make the transition from this gen to the next a little weird too, just because it's bridging that gap. Well, and and you know, I I think I think what Nintendo is doing is really smart because I also think that by the time the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet drop, the Switch will be lower price. So if you are a gamer who is really thirsty for a new experience but you don't want to shell out however much money the ps5 is going to be i would have to guess 400 dollars, maybe more um instead go get a switch for 250 200 like for me that is a very winning proposition so yeah, and i mean the switch has been killing it with exclusives too and it's not like they're games that you could play on the new playstation 5 like when you thing, look yeah. at like Link's awakening that just came out the new pokemon games having the first couch based like 
set-top box Pokemon game. I mean, there's so many games. Fire Emblem, Astral Chain, they're killing it this time around with all the exclusives. And they're very compelling exclusives that I feel like will tide people over as they wait for more content or the price to drop on the next generation of consoles. Right. And, and, and like you know my girlfriend right now is in a is in a place where she's working through platformers and she's really enjoying platformers and you know what i've told her is that there is no console doing platformers like nintendo like they've always done platformers extremely well they're always going to do platformers extremely well so like i i just the draw there is is super high and i think nintendo is poised to like eat big into the market next year that sony and microsoft probably think they have a firm hold on um it'll be interesting to see how microsoft tries to battle the stronghold that both sony and nintendo seem to have on this generation of games i mean i know they've acquired so many different studios and stuff and i feel like they're going to have to come out of the gate really strong because i mean if i go back to my last generation decision when i was trying to decide between an xbox one and a playstation the decision seemed fairly easy to me because i was coming off the 360 which felt dominant in its game library and then the xbox one i mean i love the console and i had a really great experience recently with Gears 5 and there were a lot of great games on it but I ultimately ended up buying the PlayStation and the Nintendo because it didn't have those exclusives that were like I need to buy this console worthy so I feel like they're going to have to do something out of the gate to combat and I don't know if any of their games will be ready by winter 2020 can I be honest if PlayStation's controller is identical to the Xbox's controller I'm 100% getting the PlayStation 5 and, and boo whatever Xbox gets. They do have controllers that have the Xbox like feel and format for PlayStation currently. They're like third-party controllers that you can buy. No, I'm not doing that. I would not expect plays I mean, I would not expect PlayStation to make any huge controller changes. They haven't made huge controller changes. I mean, look at the controller for the PlayStation 1 and look at the controller for the PlayStation 4. It's not that different. So like I think they feel like they have that part figured out for better or for worse. Um, I am wondering, and I always do that when I see things like this, like did some Microsoft exec see this headline this morning and go, ah, crap. Like we got to hire a bunch of people or fire a bunch of like, maybe now they're like, Oh shoot. We didn't know we were way behind and we're way behind. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like we know. Maybe it's just because I'm looking for PlayStation news, but like I feel like we know a lot less about Scarlet right now. They did. So. I, I think around E3, they dropped a lot of information about Xbox Scarlet. I can't off the tip of my tongue tell you what it was, but they had a lot of information on like their processor and stuff like that and the capabilities that the new console would have. But in terms of release date and stuff, I feel like that's what people really want to know. Like Tectic said, like having something a little bit more tangible than these pie in the sky technical specifications for the console. That's what really drives people for sales and to get hyped about something. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see something from them fairly soon about their release window, because if, if they don't respond, then people are going to get hyped about PlayStation. And when Microsoft finally does give a release date people will be like oh well i already made up my mind you know what i mean yeah people will be gone already yeah i i i think that's that's true um and i am wondering now you know with all this talk about tangibility when we're going to actually see because like like you said tactic like any pictures in these articles that we see about playstation 5 they're mock-ups they're renderings that some fan made and they're that bad. like they're all there's bad. no way it's you know like it's and I'm, I am wondering what it's going to look like. I, I stand by my statement, which is that 
they're going to look pretty much the same. But serious question. Do you guys yeah. care what your console looks like? Yes. Yes. It's on display in your entertainment center. It matters. Yeah, it's out all the time. But like like and and to be clear, I don't think PlayStation 5 like or PlayStation 4 like I think it could be a lot better in that department. I don't like the angles on it. Um visually, I have to give it to Xbox One. I think Xbox One is a better looking console. Um, Especially the white one. I mean, I don't know about that. I've never been a white console guy, but like, I don't know. I I like. I think the Xbox One looks better to me. So I like. I I think if the PlayStation Five has cleaner lines, I might like it even more than I like the PlayStation Four. But I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't want to make it seem like it's the most critical thing to me. But like Tectic said, like it's it's always out. It's always out in your house. Like people look at it. You know, I guess I'm just I'm so used to having my very, very ugly Verizon Fios box and it looks like it's something like straight out of the early 2000s that I don't care, especially what my consoles look like, because they at least look like they're from the last five years. So maybe shout out to Verizon Fios, not a sponsor. I'm sure they have other boxes, but the one that we currently have looks ancient and dated. So maybe I'm a little biased just because I have my consoles or both of them, the Xbox and the PlayStation and even the Switch, literally like in the same vicinity as my Fios box. And it just looks so bad. So I, again, kind of off topic, I want to take a moment to tell everyone who's listening, including potentially Verizon employees, Verizon is like the worst company ever. It's like, it's like the second worst company ever behind Comcast. Telecommunications companies are the worst. Um, I just wanted to say that. I don't really have any reason to say it other than to get it off my chest. Sorry. I will say yeah. they're better than Spectrum. I have had nightmares with Spectrum, like spotty internet, spotty TV service. And once we moved over to Fios, those issues went away. We're going to get so much junk mail trying to get us to convince, to, trying to get them to convince us otherwise now. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I'm not sorry. I, I had to speak my truth and, and I did. Um, Let's talk about New York Comic Con because uh, that also happened and boy, a lot of shows. I mean, I, I have an article here in front of me basically showing all the trailers. Um, again, I don't think any movie trailers, really. I think it's mostly shows. Um, and frankly, you know, th- and this is kind of my sweeping generalization about this. A lot of shows that I just don't really care about because it's a lot of shows that I don't watch. Like, there there are very few new shows here um so i feel like there's not a whole lot for me to talk about like you guys are big walking dead fans so i I can speak to the walking dead trailer a little bit um so they they revealed the new trailer we've known that there's going to be a spinoff show set in the world of the walking dead and it's going to be more focused on kids they're like teenagers who have grown up in the world of the walking dead they're i think all part of a society based on the trailer And they want to like strike out on their own, see the world for themselves, see what's out there, see the zombies, try to survive. And I don't know, maybe it's just because it's not geared for me, but I don't see the appeal. Like, I'm sure it's going to be a fun show. Maybe. I don't know. The the whole thing. So it was like these kids and some of them like were dressed improperly. If you're going to go out into 
like a walking dead wasteland wearing like a, a suit ensemble doesn't seem like the wisest choice there is a kid wearing a suit ensemble they seem ill-prepared and I'm sure it's supposed to be geared at the the teen to young adult generation who might relate to these kids but honestly it just seemed like you're in a safe place Everyone from the original Walking Dead series fought to make a safe society and a safe community like this. Why the heck are you leaving it? You're just spoiled. And so it doesn't appeal to me. I'm sure it probably appeals to somebody. But I'm also, and I think I might have talked about this before, I think the Walking Dead train in in terms of like the TV show. like It has ground to itself. Yeah, it's over. I can't believe they're still doing it. Like, yeah, like, like I, then that was like the main thing that I wanted to say, because like, yeah, there was a, a trailer for season ten of the main show too. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've totally killed the show, but the problem is they didn't shoot it in the head. <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, I, I feel like the show has been, and I I watched a few seasons of The Walking Dead. I got off after season two because I was like, okay, this is clearly going to be the same thing for a long time, and maybe whether I was wrong about that or not, I don't think is the point anymore. The point is, it's been ten seasons nine seasons i should say every show has a lifespan and boy everything i've seen about the walking dead screams this show is well past I mean, its due date i, I mean andrew lincoln members, leaving was a big thing yeah you have cast members yeah. like denai guerrera she's leaving the show i don't know who you have from the original show left i mean i know they re- revealed that like maggie would be coming back to the show i think in season 10 or 11 but you have so many people exiting and entering, and it's not an organic storyline. It's because the actors want to move on. And they have a season 11 planned for this show? I think so. Me? And they also have Fear the Walking Dead, which I heard actually got off to a good start, but they've also ground that show into the dirt. So I think, I mean, the comic book ended, the video game ended. I think it's just time to put this franchise to bed. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in like a decade you reboot it or something. But I think the zombie craze has kind of died down and trying to squeeze every last drop of water out of this franchise is just going to kill it. Leave people with good memories. Every time I see a trailer or anything about the show and I see Norman Reedus, I'm like, man, he has nothing better to do with his time. Like he, I think he's one of the only original cast members who's still there. And I think like, so. It's getting close. I think he, it's him and like a couple other. That's it. A Car- a Carol is still there too, right? I think Carol's still there. I think we hopped off the train a couple seasons ago. Uh, like I just, I, I, I can't believe it's still going. I think zombies can only get you so far, and they can only be interesting for so long. And I think they hit that point a while back. But at the same time, you know, if if they think they can breathe new life into this and turn it into like a Riverdale kind of thing, which is a Riverdale is another trailer show that had a trailer for, I think season four, which I've never watched Riverdale. I have no interest in watching Riverdale. I don't think it's for me, but maybe they're going for something similar to that where it's a bunch of young, hot people, maybe a zombie once in a while. I think that's what they're going after. And it just, that doesn't appeal to me. I, so, so as, as I said in the beginning, like, I mean, you have a trailer for Manifest Season 2. You have a trailer for Lost in Space Season 2, which I didn't watch either of those shows. Um, The Expanse Season 4, Marvel's Runaway Season 3. So, like, it's all, it's, any of the bigger name stuff is stuff that Outlander Season 5, like, it shows that I feel like I'm too late to get in on or I don't really care about um one exception is snowpiercer i think oh, snowpiercer looks so good could be cool like i i, I love the tra- that trailer aesthetically 
I like the idea of the story. There is a movie for those that don't know. It's originally, it might originally be like a graphic novel or something, but there is a movie that actually has Chris Evans in it that I have not yet gotten around to watching, but it's supposed to be really good. It was uh, on Netflix for the longest time. I don't know yeah. if it still is, but it always came up in my suggested movies and I was like, oh, I'll get around to watching it. And then I never did. It was on my list. I think I'm like my Netflix queue for a while and I just, I never managed to get to it. The best and part now that is, there's a show, I'm regretting that. But what's the best part? This was the shortest trailer, and it had all of us the most excited. It was I don't not know if the it, shortest. No, trailer. it definitely wasn't the shortest. I, I will. I do think it was the one that got me the most excited. But a, a couple others that that I want to mention: um, Servant, which is Creepy. an Apple TV Plus exclusive, which means I'm not going to watch it because I'm not going to get Apple TV Plus. But I'm excited. The I actually. I will have a subscription because my new iPhone came with a year of Apple TV Plus whenever that finally Ooh. launches. So I'm very pumped because there are a lot of shows that will be like premiering on the service that I'm super stoked. I don't have to pay to watch. Well, we talked about, uh, I can't remember the title of it, but the one with Steve Carell and he's on I think the, Daily the morning show. show. Um, I think it's, it's supposed to start in November. I mean, this, this show gave a tease for November 28th. Um, and the, sh- the premise of this show is essentially you got M. Night Shyamalan who is capable of amazing things and terrible things. <laughs> so the jury is kind of out, but it just kind of shows it's intriguing. It doesn't tell you much. It just shows a lady rubbing a baby's belly and you think the baby is real. And then at the end, it looks like it's just a very lifelike doll. Like that's the best description of the trailer I can give. Could be like a Westworld situation. I don't know, but I was intrigued. Like, I think it showed me the perfect amount of like, what? I'm kind of interested. Um, so there, there was that one for me. And then also um, devs. Did you guys see the trailer for devs? I did, but I think, wasn't it like a 15 second clip or something oh, like that? Extremely short, 15 seconds, but it did what it needed to do. Um, strong sci-fi vibe. Alex Garland, who, for those that don't know, Alex Garland, he was ex Machina guy. And also I think um Annihilation, which was pretty good. And uh the voiceover is I'm pretty I haven't confirmed this, but I'm pretty sure it's Ron Swanson. It sounded like it, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So like that's where that's like primarily where my intrigue level is, is like I have never seen Nick Offerman do anything serious. And I would love to see what that looks like. Um so yeah, I mean, there's there's a few new shows that do look interesting, but then like The Purge Season 2, which I saw The Purge Season 2 and I was like, there's a Purge Season 1? <laughs> like, I, I think a lot of my problem is that I don't have cable and like a lot of these shows are airing on cable. So I just don't know about them. In your but, defense, the market is heavily saturated. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to say it, that again. In your defense, the market is heavily saturated. That's yeah. I mean, it it just it seems like there's a lot of shows that are trying to do the same thing, just slightly different, um, on different networks. You know, um, what and then of course, say, like there was a, yeah. a movie, and I guess they showed a trailer at Comic Con, but like it's not available to the public yet, so I haven't seen too much on it. But Free Guy, Free starring Guy, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, <laughs> that. I, I mean, hilarious. obviously, we haven't seen a, tra- a trailer or anything like that, but just the concept of a movie where he is an NPC who then suddenly is conscious of the fact that he is an NPC is amazing to me. And for those who aren't it, familiar, that's yeah. a non-playable character in a video game. 
Any kind this of is... breaking of the fourth wall in any aspect, I find absolutely entertaining. And there's I, no one I, I better think... to do it than Ryan Reynolds. Well, there, there's there's Ryan Reynolds. You have Taika Waititi, who is the director of Thor Ragnarok. He was in Thor Ragnarok. He was Korg. He's been in What We Do in the Shadows. Like, you got Channing Tatum, Joe Keery. Like, you have an amazing cast put together here. Um, and the premise is is dynamite so yeah i do i, I will i did want to mention that that movie because it was one of the few movies that had a tease and it also like it just sounds so interesting and i do really wish that we could see the trailer All, the only quote-unquote trailer we got is basically a behind the scenes of a lot of the cast talking about the experience but that's like not super interesting to me um so yeah i mean did, any other did I, did I miss any spots here in terms of the only other major time. one was uh star trek picard I-, I did watch a trailer i'm not a big star trek person but i mean the concept looked interesting the throwbacks to all the original characters was pretty great so i'm sure for people who are into star trek i'm sure this is going to be a great show for them a lot of new characters mixed with old characters so you get the nostalgia factor but you still get like a new adventure so i think that'll be good yeah discovery also got a got a trailer um i'm not a star trek guy either but i know there's people who are crazy over that stuff so they're probably very excited um we are going to move into our promo break here but before we do um well first of all if you saw anything at new york comic-con that intrigued you that we did not mention uh hit us up on the social medias uh we're all on twitter uh our main uh the podcast account is at Online Warriors One. We have at OW Tactic, at OW Nerdbomber, and myself at OW Illegal Eighty Six. Um, hit us up; we'll talk back at you. Um, we do also want to shout out our Patreon producer Ben, uh, Mr. Ben Checkness, uh, who joined us a few episodes ago to chat with us and um, gives us input into uh, our weekly game segment, uh, which we have a fun one put together today for you guys. Um, so Ben supports us on Patreon uh, at the highest level, the night level. Um, and as a result, he does get a shout out every episode. He got that guest spot for being a night subscriber for, for three months. Um, and he also gets access to our monthly secret segments and our monthly vlogs. Uh, there is a second level, uh, which is the Squire level, and that gives you access to the monthly secret segments and vlogs. And of course, there's the page level which gives you access to the monthly secret segment so if you want to support us and what we do we would really appreciate it and we would encourage you to head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast uh and check us out and now we will cut out for a minute or so um to promote some of our friends hey this is liz Hey, this is Heather, and we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast, a show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC, Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, podbean or wherever you find awesome podcasts you can also find us hanging out on twitter facebook instagram pinterest and at nerdybitches.com see you soon okay uh we do have one last news topic to cover and it's about everyone's favorite online multiplayer game fortnite uh 
not great news though epic games is being sued for not warning parents that Fortnite is allegedly as addictive as cocaine so <laughs> there's a lot to break down here um essentially long story short a montreal-based law firm launched a proposed class action suit in canada on behalf of two parents from quebec who claimed the epic games needs to quote-unquote pay the price for uh, a third-person shooter game that they allege is as addictive and potentially harmful as cocaine um written in french the legal action alleges that when a person is engaged in Fortnite for a long period the player's brain releases the pleasure hormone dopamine and that Fortnite was developed by psychologists statisticians and others over four years to develop the most addictive game possible so that epic could you know make a lot of money um so epic has 30 days to respond to this action the case could take a year um but i guess the main question that i have for you guys is do you think Fortnite is as addictive as cocaine i think that's a ridiculous statement yeah i think that's definitely hyperbolic i've tried playing Fortnite, and maybe i'm just not good at it but i couldn't get through more than like five matches before i was just like oh okay i'm done here i think and i don't know i guess this like toes the line on like societal thoughts but if you think it's that addictive why did you let your kid play it because wasn't their kid like under 15 like he Uh, i think 15 13 and 15 i think is what 10 and 15 years old 10 years old i mean come on if you can't wrench the controller out of a 10 year old's hands like what are you doing so i only took one bump of Fortnite, and it did not get me hooked (laughs) um well i yeah right that said when i was that age and I was playing my the the OG PlayStation. I was playing Bloody Roar, and I was hooked to the game. And my mother literally sold my PlayStation to the neighbors and said, "You're going outside." And that was That's it. Cold. That's called That's parenting. Cold. That's called parenting. That she didn't go to Sony and say, "I'm suing you." And I mean, it, 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 it's hard sorry. to compare this to a drug because. Like there's actual physical dependencies that you develop to a drug. And I'm not saying that mental addictions aren't real, but then like, where do you draw the line? Because then as a kid, I would have been addicted to reading books or like Netflix. Then my binge sessions, is that an addiction? Should I be able to sue Netflix for not turning my Netflix account off? Like I know they have the, are you still watching? But that doesn't stop me from watching more Chuck or friends or whatever I'm watching. Like it it just keeps going. Like, it seems, I, where do you draw the line? This just seems kind of silly to me. If you draw it at dopamine, that means chocolate should be getting sued. That means carbs should be getting sued. Physical like, activity, like gym class. The kid shouldn't be playing sports then. Kids get addicted to playing sports. And I don't I don't know. It's just, it seems a little bit strange. It seems like it's parents trying to get a quick and easy money grab because Fortnite is all over the news right now and every parent knows about it. But I mean, at the end of the day, like there's parental controls on every console. You can actually restrict the amount of time that your kids are allowed to play games. You can do it on your phone if they're trying to play on their phone. Like there's so many things you can do as a parent to make sure that your 10 year old doesn't fall into the trap of being addicted. And I, I don't know. I don't think the blame here falls on the company. They really just made a game that markets well. I don't. I don't know. So I have never done cocaine. Uh, full, I haven't full either. For full disclosure, um, I I have never played Fortnite. Also, 
watching it and seeing what it involves, it looks extremely stressful. And I would hope that doing cocaine is not that stressful. I mean, we, we've talked about a, a, a game, video game addiction on this podcast before, and we've talked about how, how real it is and how, you know, to an extent, the three of us have all experienced it in one way or another. And never once, I don't think any of our parents were like, we're going to sue the company. That, that, that seems like a product of, of today's culture and a product of like weird parental entitlement that I can't even really wrap my head around. Um, so, you know, it sounds like we're all on the same, on the same page on this one. There's not a whole lot of discussion to be had. I'm just curious to see where this is going to go. I have one point to add. I also have never done cocaine. Okay. Uh, that is good to know. So, um, this is a, this is a drug free podcast. Um, for any parents listening, this is safe. Uh, however, listening to this podcast may release dopamine into your child's brain. Please don't and sue therefore, us. Therefore, it is cocaine. Don't sue us. We have no money. I mean, that just would be a waste of everyone's time. Um, maybe sue chocolate makers or sports equipment manufacturers. You know, you do you. Um, let's 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 roll into our next section of the episode where we talk about the lovely things that we have been up to. It's called "What Are You Up To Wednesday," um, and let's start with Tactic this week. So. As you know from our recent tweets, we have officially finished Gears. And congratulations, first of all. Thank you. And it is it is indeed a emotional. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it is a very emotional storyline. My only critique is it feels like it ended abruptly. Like there should have been an extra act in there that they could have just wrapped it up and put a little nice pretty bow on it and I would have been happy. But instead they paved the ground for another Gears. And I mean, I know that they needed to pave the ground for another Gears because this franchise is now being built on sequels. I mean, after the third one was supposed to conclude the series, obviously that didn't happen and they're committed to making more. But they could have wrapped up the game because it felt like where they left off in the game, like obviously they could have just finished a battle. A battle was still ongoing around us and they were just like, okay, we'll catch in the next gears. And we're just like, what? Like at least let us finish off the battle. Well, they're trying to cliffhanger you, it sounds like. Is it going to work is the question. Yeah, but there were cliffhangers in the last one, but it was more like the battle was done and then all of a sudden there'd be like a cutscene, and you'd be like, Oh, snap. Yeah, it was like story-driven cliffhangers, not like, oh, you're in the middle of the battle. This seems like a good place to end it. So it cut you out mid-play. Almost. Like, I mean, there was a cutscene that comes into play, and then from there, like, there's still, like, violence and madness and all of this crazy explosions happening around you, but the game just ends. But that, that's my only critique. The other thing that I really did like is they added a lot of new content to the gameplay. So they added side quests, which is new for Gears. They've added, um, and this, this, is, this is a big one, decisions that can drastically change your storyline. Quantum Break style stuff? Like kind of Mass effect where someone may die. Well, now you're just getting into spoiler realm. <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, do it. <laughs> I'm ready to watch that person die. But you have to pick. That's the crazy right. part. And that's very Mass Effect-y, in my opinion. You had to choose who stays or who goes. 
Yeah, I like a decision-making mechanic in, in most games. Um, but that's new for Gears, so that's really exciting to yeah. me. And then um, there was one more that was really, really exciting. Oh, the robot. Having him with power-ups and different uh, decision trees, I thought that was another really cool add-on to the game. But all in all, I would get, besides the, the ending being lackluster, I would I would give it a solid seven and a half, eight. What about you, Nerbomber? I would say I'd probably give it a little bit more. I'd say maybe like an eight and a half or so. It definitely wasn't a perfect nine or 10 or anything like that. But I would say out of the games that I've played this year, in terms of just how it grabbed me, the graphics, the gameplay, like I just had a lot of fun with this game. And it was easily probably one of my favorite gaming experiences that I've had this year. Minus Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Gears of, well, you might not have heard it here first, but you heard it. Gears of War 5 pretty good um do either of you have any anything more to update us on today the only thing that i have to update is that the hidden fates expansion for the pokemon trading card game has had new releases and so i just got delivered in the mail today the pokemon pokeball hidden fates box which comes with 10 booster packs and this fun little great ball that has a little hidden holder spot for like a deck of cards and a shiny Zororark card. So I'm very excited. I haven't opened it yet, but I'm super pumped about it. So have you, okay, you haven't opened any of them yet. Well, keep us updated. Hit up the uh, social meds with any excitement. Will do. Um, on my end, uh, fun thing I did this weekend, um, I'm a big fan, for those that don't know, uh, of the show Survivor. Um, And every year I have a friend who has a birthday. And one year we decided, her and I, uh, let's have a Survivor birthday party. Meaning the people that show up will be split into two tribes and will participate in challenges and have tribal councils, eventually leading to one sole survivor. Who wins the $0 prize? It's not about the money. Um, so we did that this past weekend. Uh, I always serve as the host, uh, Jeff Probst, for those that watch the show. I dress up like him and I make all the challenges and guide all the tribal councils in voting. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I always enjoy doing that. Uh, the only other thing that happened to me that I want to make mention of, um, and again, kind of just to, to let the listeners learn more about me as a person. Um, this past Friday, I got a package in the mail and i was very excited about it as one often is and i went to cut the package open but i didn't use scissors i used a knife and i'm not the best at cutting things uh so i i hit my finger oh god do you still have your fingertips so 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 you ever you ever hit yourself with a knife and you're like for a second you're like i'm not sure if i'm gonna bleed and then you yeah. start bleeding a lot. The first reaction is always, oh, man. And then you're like, crap. <laughs> yeah. that. So what happened is I looked at my finger and at first there was no blood. And I was like, I'm going to be, okay, dodge the bullet. And then blood started r- rapidly coming out. Um, I don't need to get too far into the weeds, but I almost passed out. Uh, I'm not great with blood. I get it from my dad. Um but everything's fine now. No stitches. Uh, there's bandaid on it. I'm, I'm basically a wuss. I, I just wanted all the listeners to know that. Um, 
So other than that, not much to report. I have Red Dead Redemption 2 installed on my PlayStation, and I have, like, game, like, apprehension. Like, I don't want to lose myself. Red Dead have Redemption you, 2 seems the like the kind one? of game where you could lose yourself. What, did you play what, what the first the one? I did not play the first one. Do I need to play the first one? Uh, Unclear. I don't know. I didn't play either of them. I tried playing the first one for, like, maybe two hours, and I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm like I, I borrowed it from a friend. I did not buy it. I'm not even sure that it's my kind of game. Like I've never been a big Grand Theft Auto guy, and my understanding of Red Dead Redemption is that it's Grand Theft Auto in the Old West. Um, my issue with the involved. first game, I, I and mean, maybe I just didn't give it enough of a chance. But in the very beginning, like you have a horse and you're in a town, and then you have to basically travel on your horse through the desert or wherever the game took place i don't really know um to get to the next quest and i just remember riding that horse for like a solid 15 minutes before i got to the next quest and i was like okay i'm done here See, if you want to move faster what you do is you take your horse to the old town road and you ride like you ain't no more like i i assassin's creed had a similar thing and that was one of the things that turned me off to that game although i did finish that game it's like they'd be like all right you need to go to the city get on your horse and ride there it's gonna take some time and i was like why is this fun (laughs) so like i am definitely worried that red dead's gonna have a little bit of that to it plus like everything i've seen about that game on the internet is like you can like pay money to take a bath and then like you can pay a little extra to have a lady come in and like wash you and i'm like why is this a game like i I don't understand that. I, I didn't understand that with Grand Theft Auto either because there's similar mechanics in Grand Theft Auto. But uh, who knows? Maybe I'll like it. I'm just, I'm afraid that I will like it and it'll turn into an, an enormous uh, time sink. So that is on my radar. Uh, what is not on my radar is Fantasy Movie League because I missed again. Uh, and there, there's there's no end in sight to that tradition, I guess. So let me just run through what happened in week eight of our 10-week season, season three. Um, Tactic, congrats. Uh, Yo. You are our winner this week with 92 million. Um, coming in a whole 6 million ahead of Mecha Yoda, who came in second place. Tactic seems to have bet entirely on the Joker, which seemed to work. Um, Hackett's Tech coming in at third with just under 86 million. Uh, same with Ben, our, our good friend Ben just under 86 million a lot of people very closely clustered around 86 million uh, Devin Reed at 85 Spitfire at 84 and a half we have a new player it looks like sweet guy NJ 28 uh, 83 and a half shout out to sweet guy welcome uh, hipster pop geek at 74 9 secret Asian man at 73 2 nerd bomber appears to have also missed 19 million yeah and, that was uh, not my best moment i is, i'll admit i was not feeling super great on thursday and i normally set my lineup on thursdays and i believe i went to bed early and just totally forgot about it which was a bummer because i've slid so far down the overall rankings because of that yeah uh you played lion king five times i don't i don't know how the system like puts in movies when you don't say anything but clearly it just tries to suck and it succeeded um I came in 11th, though. I got 6 million. I came in below you because I also didn't fill out a lineup. I only I only filled four screens. Again, I don't know how it does that. But um, yeah, uh, int- uh, f- fun fact now looking at this, we have to, 
um, scroll through two pages uh, to see all the all the lineups, um, which is very exciting. Maybe we maybe we just stick to top ten. We don't get a shout out unless you're on top ten. You know what? That seems like a a pretty good policy. Um, And let's do that for the overall because the overall is same situation. Uh, Tactic is our new first placer in the overall at five seventy one. Devin Reed at five sixty nine. Makayoto weighs down at 554, Spitfire at 548, Hipster Pop Geek at 529, Nerd Bomber now, down now in sixth place at 525, our good friend Ben at 507, Hecate's Tech at 498, I'm way down at 415, and Secret Asian Man at 325. Um, if you want to get in that top 10, start. Uh, start working it on the fantasy movie league. We have uh, two weeks left in this season and then we'll be starting off with season four. So that'll be a good jumping off point for anyone who wants to get in on the action. Uh, our league is fantasy movie uh, online warriors podcast. Um, it is a private league, a locked league, but the password to get in is podcast all lowercase. So we'd love to have you join us. Um, try your hand at building a cineplex every week okay let's move on to maybe the the aspect of this episode that i'm most excited for uh it's our game it's our game segment uh we are going with another lie detector um and the subject this week thanks to our patreon producer ben is craft beers um craft beers have crazy names um and essentially what i'm going to be doing is i have a list of nine craft beer names in front of me uh and we are going to see whether you guys can identify which one is real and which one is fake. Um, I'm not going to tell you how many of each there are. I'm just going to get right down to business and hopefully we will get at least one winner or we're at least one winner. We don't want more than one. Um, so let's get right down to it. You guys ready? I'm ready. What's uh, what's your, what's your confidence level? Hundo P. Wow. Mm. I don't know how confident I am. I feel like there's so many different weird beer options out there that this could go anywhere. Okay, number one, with that in mind. A wizard is never late. False. I think that's fake. You guys are both incorrect. That is real. Uh, That is a craft beer from Triptych Brewery in Illinois. Uh, Obviously a quote of the Lord of the Rings line, a wizard is never late nor is he early it just uh, seemed so, too much like something you would make you know i may have picked it with that in mind i'm trying i'm trying to fool you guys with all of these and so far i'm off to a great start um number two tactical nuclear penguin that one i think is fake that's real tactic is on the board that is real uh Tactical Nuclear Penguin is an American Imperial Stout, and it is brewed by BrewDog in Scotland in the United Kingdom. So, uh, Tactic, congratulations. Um, I picked that one because it sounded it sounded like I made it up, but you, you pierced the defense. Okay, you ready for number three? I think Tactic's going to like this one a lot. Porter? I hardly know her. That is also real. Uh, oh, oh no. I want to say fake because you've done two real ones now. So this one must be fake, right? 
but I've said fake for the past two times and I've been wrong. I think I'm just, I'm going to go fake. I'm going to do it. It is fake. Yes. Uh, so you, 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 you played the, you played the classic. That like, sounds like something test. you would see at the grocery store. <laughs> Porter. I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. That means I'm doing a good job making fake names. Um, I thought you guys were going to see through that one and, and Nerd Bomber did, but, but only because she's going with the high school test taking approach of like, it can't be, it can't be C three times in a row. Um, let's see. So now it's tied uh, and we have six to go. So let's buckle down. Uh, the next one is called Pathological Logger. I think that one's going to be real. I'm going to go with fake. And Nerd Bomber takes the lead. That Ooh, one is real. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking these up uh, on the fly. I, I found them before. Now I'm just Googling. Uh, this is from Dock Street Brewery. Uh, it's actually an ale, even though it's called Pathological Lager. Uh, obviously a reference to a Donald Trump quote. Uh, okay, so Nerd Bomber now in the lead. Let's move on to Huge Throbbing Bach. That's real. This one I think is fake. <laughs> this is fake. I made this one up. I would uh, never imagine you saying anything is throbbing. <laughs> oh man! Exactly. Uh, okay, so, so now Nerd Bomber has a two-point lead. Uh, Nerd Bomber, you're doing great. My Tech fire. Tactic, you got to you got to pick it up a little bit. Uh, the next one is called Blarney Stone Stout. This one I think is real, and I might have had it. That's real. You are both correct. It is real. Uh, there are actually a few of these. Some of them are called Blarney Stone Irish Stout. Some of them are just called Blarney Stone Stout. Um, yeah, obviously they're stouts and they're, they're Irish. So, um, not much more to say about that. That one might be the easiest one. Clearly that one was too easy. Okay. The next one, uh, Nerd Bomber still in the lead by two. Barry, Kate and Ashley. Fake. Fake damn it okay yeah that's fake i flew too close to the sun on that one i I really wanted to make a make like a celebrity pun and you guys you guys saw right through me it was Uh, too involved i i I loved the ashley part i i shouldn't have added the berry i should have just kept it mary kate and ashley although you might have still seen through it either way uh tactic if you want to tie you have to get these last two correct and nerd bomber has to get them incorrect are you feeling the pressure yeah yeah you could say that okay uh the last jedi pa that's real yeah i think no 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 fake fake i think this one's real yeah you guys are you locked in i'm locked in fake tactics seemed confused okay tactic you should have said real it's real oh yeah Uh, see i went with well two things one i have to be opposite of her to win two true there is potentially copyright issues and disney will bring the hammer down i think they're probably just assuming that disney's not going to care i doubt they really followed through on copyright this is tioga sequoia brewing company it's a, reportedly a hazy juicy new england style ipa it's sounds delicious i could read about this yeah there's a whole paragraph here the brew is made with vermont ale yeast topped hopped with mosaic citra and equinox i don't know what any of that means but it sounds great. Uh, okay, so Nerd Bomber can do a victory lap here um, on this last one, and Tactic can try to try to save some face. Biscuit liquor wheat. Fake. Fake. 
<laughs> Dang it. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> All right. I was not as good at this as I thought I would be. Uh, it's a lot point. harder than you think. I'm, I mean, I got you guys with Porter I Hardly Know Her and, and Huge Throbbing Bach. Uh, but yeah, my last two were total. So of your, of your fake ones, which one do you think you should actually see on the shelves at your local stores? I agree with you. Easily Porter I Hardly Know Her. That sounds, that's, that's the one that sounds the most real. I, like, as far, I mean, as far as beer that I would most enjoy drinking, Barry, Kate, and Ashley, definitely. Um, I'm not, I'm not a porter guy. I'm not a dark beer guy. Uh, biscuit liquor wheat might also be in the conversation in terms of tastiest because I like biscuits and I like wheat beers. I like wheat beers, but biscuit liquor just sounds gross. <laughs> that was like, that was kind of the point of it. It sounds a little uh, racy, you know? A little what? Oh, racy? Racy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I was thinking of, of butter. And also, I was thinking maybe like a dog, like a dog licking a dog biscuit, you know? I wasn't thinking of anything uh, sexual, unlike a uh, huge throbbing Bach, in which I clearly was thinking of something sexual. Um, in any case, Nerd Bomber, congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you. Y- you will be the lie detector, the, the polygraph administer uh, next week, we'll say. And um, congratulations to all of our listeners for having the pleasure and the joy of listening to another episode of the online warriors podcast. Uh, we do really appreciate, um, people tuning in and listening, um, in as much as, you know, we would also be fine just sitting here talking to ourselves. Um, I, you know, to, to kind of close things up, uh, as we often do, uh, if you like what you're listening to, uh, we would really appreciate it. If you went on over to Apple podcasts and left us a review, um, any feedback is welcome. So um, we appreciate all y'all and uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. See you later.